0: money fm 89.3 best of the breakfast huddle the bigger picture only on money fm 89.3 Welcome to The Bigger Picture. Well, we've got stocks trading higher last night on Wall Street, seeking to make up ground after the latest sell-off. And we saw all three major indexes posting gains on Monday. Bank stocks among the leaders. But the question on investors' minds is how much strength this bounce has. How much legs we can see this play on for. Now, let's get a bigger picture from... Francis Tan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for UOB Private Bank. Morning, Francis. How are you doing today? Hey morning, Ryan. Everything's good today. (laughs) Hey, Francis. I'm glad to have you on because we want to dive into what's been happening in the markets. And of course, we've seen how the S&P 500 has been teetering on the brink of a bear market. But it looks like Monday's action was quite positive. But of course, it looks like looking at futures, there are some signs things could turn around with the pressure on tech stocks again because of snaps, gloomy outlook. What do you make of the rebound last night? How much strength do you think this has in terms of momentum?
1: Well, we have seen the S&P closing lower for the past seven weeks, and this is the longest, in fact, since the tech stocks issues right back in the early 2000s. Right now, I think there's a lot of risk aversion in the markets right now, particularly started off in the start of this year due to the fear of precession, the fear of rate hikes. I think it's overly done, in fact, to my opinion. I've been looking at the rate hikes since 1994 and indeed it's true that the S&P usually goes down from the first day of the rate high, and the first day of rate high this year is in March this year, right? Indeed, it went down, but a couple of uh, trading days, let's say around 39 trading days, in fact, it usually bottoms and it starts moving higher. And since 1994, uh, for all the rate hikes, the S&P goes down by around 5% since day one of rate hike. Now guess what, this time around, the market is overly too fearful and uh, it declined by nearly 12% and we won't know how, how long is it going to go further. Now if I look at the five year average right now, five years, basically the S&P, uh, even the NASDAQ, or even the Dow, is trading at the bottom of this trend and if you look at the trend as in the positive one negative one standard deviation is right now at near the minus two standard mm. deviation so what i feel is that the there's overselling overshooting and i feel that for uh, investors or even clients who are looking for good near-term tactical opportunity this is in fact a great time to load up on very good and great companies in fact they are global champions uh, especially many of the companies listed in the in the S&P, uh, I think this is really a good time for us to look at, uh, in fact, some bargains in some of these companies.
0: Yeah, Francis, you mentioned it might be overdone, oversold. And if we look at some of the themes playing out recently, last week we had from Target and Walmart rather weak earnings, just painting um, how US consumer spending might be weaker than expected. And this week we'll have another round coming through from the likes of Costco, uh, Best Buy. If we do get another round this morning earnings, will that actually just spur things lower? You mentioned it might have already been priced in.
1: Well, the key thing why earnings are are lower terms of spending because remember back in 2020 we had a pandemic earnings contracted there was demand destruction, and then when the pandemic is more or less in the halfway mark we do see a very strong uptick on a year-on-year basis and after the strong uptick, definitely we have a high base and things are a little bit slower but the key fact is that the american economy today is growing at a very good pace uh, in fact at a better than average over the last five years pandemic aside so i think the market is now uh, basically hemming on uh, basically uh, on, on the rate of growth looking at how things have gone now from a peak but that kind of peak was not sustainable because it was a peak from a demand destruction during the pandemic so I think we need to look at the longer term we need to look beyond the one year mark at the end of the day at this part of the economic cycle the consumer staples will be doing pretty well. In fact, so that's why the overselling right now provides a lot more room for opportunities for investors with a more than one-year investment horizon.
0: Yeah, talking about investment horizons, right? What do you see playing out in the coming year? Where should investors be positioned? Because we've got a backdrop of tightening monetary policy conditions, but for Asia, it's going to be doing a bit of catch-up, especially for emerging markets.
1: Yes, yeah, sure. right I'm sure, right? you have heard this many times that the fear of a recession is more fearful than the recession itself. Mm. <laughs> and what we have seen over the last couple of weeks of how the market in terms of the stock markets, has been working on is that the market has been very fearful of the recession, but it's really too early. In fact, we are moving from the middle part to the later part of the business cycle in the second half of this year. And by the later part of the business cycle, which usually a business cycle is around 10 years, mm. by the later part, it means that we should stay neutral on the equities and within the equities, steer a little bit more towards the defensive portions and defensive it means your consumer staples financials will continue to be doing well because of the great hikes energy commodities should also be doing well but just be a little bit careful of your consumer discretionary stocks be a little bit more careful with some of the infotech infotech stocks they are not doing that well but there are strong, big blue-chip infotech stocks that I think are worth a good bargain right now, mm. especially after the couple of weeks of sell-down.
0: Okay, will that include the tech stocks in China as well? Because we did get some good news overnight. China planning tax relief to the tune of $21 billion to lift the economy.
1: Well, certainly in China, we have been hearing most of the time that it's due to the policy shock from last year carrying over to this year. But I believe quite strongly that the policymakers in China realise how slow the economic growth will be this year. Particularly from last week, we have very poor retail sales in China, very poor industrial production numbers of China. And that's why over the last week, and in fact, what you mentioned just now, the broadening of the tax credit rebates, the physical stimulus, and even over last Friday, we had the monetary stimulus in terms of the five-year loan prime rate cut by 15 basis points. And that's the largest since 2019. So I think all this goes to show that the Chinese policymakers are really a lot more well, robust in terms of their thinking, to help and support the overall economy. So for all the tech stocks or even some of the Chinese equities, uh, they are providing good dividends. I think the bottom, we are about the bottom. Of course, it's very hard to catch the ultimate bottom, but we are about the bottom. We look at investing as a risk-reward process. And I would say that in terms of the risk, it's much more smaller right now than if we were having this conversation three months ago. But the reward is a lot more stronger again, for investors with uh, one more than one-year investment horizon.
0: Yeah. Uh, Francis, one more headline that investors are digesting is how President Joe Biden says he's thinking about reducing tariffs on products from China. So this could go somewhere towards alleviating inflation, at the same time, just soothing tensions as well. How do you see this playing out for markets?
1: Yes, I think that that will help a lot for alleviating the consumer price inflation in the US due to... Uh, the potential of uh, the reduction in the tariff. Because at the end of the day, the Trump era of uh, tariff increases didn't really hurt China much, but it hurt the American Mm. consumers a lot more in terms of higher prices. Now, at the time where we are seeing American prices at a 40-year high, doing that will certainly help to reduce or slow down the pace of growth in the, the prices in the U.S., but not so much for China, because at the end of the day, China wasn't very really affected by the tariff. So even if you cut the tariff, it's not going to do much to the real economic growth of China. But that will be helpful for the signaling of more warmer ties between the two nations. Of course, recently we heard a little bit more about Americans supporting Taiwan, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to him a bit of a... Social, bit of a mistake coming through from him. But we'll see how that plays out in the coming days, especially with the forums in the Davos mm. and also all the meetings by the court. A lot of headlines to continue to watch out for. We've been chatting with Francis Tan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for UOB Private Bank. Francis, always great chatting with you. Same
1: here. Thank you for having me.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.